Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back to Fight For You Podcast. I'm your host, Lily Podolsky. Fight For You Podcast shares the most vulnerable parts of our lives. Stories that are rooted from pain, heartache, grief, and love. Each guest shares their voice, a story about their greatest obstacles and how they've overcome them. Now, our voices need to be heard more than ever. Sharing our voices hold power. Knowing that someone has gone through a similar struggle, and you can too. Welcome to Fight For You Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Today's episode is spotlighting Ava. Ava is a junior and she lives on Mercer Island. Ava takes pride in spirituality, learning about the world, the universe, and the human body. Ava cares a lot about body positivity as she struggled herself with confidence, but now is working towards building that and encouraging it within her friends and family. Ava is proud of her journey and how far she's come, but this is also her first time ever opening up, and I applaud that. I can't wait for you guys to hear all about Ava's story. Let's get into it. A disclaimer into this episode, we discuss body positivity within herself, and we also talk about ADD and OCD. Please listen at your own risk. Thanks for being here, so let's just get into it. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, maybe some hobbies or interests? Mm-hmm. So my name is Ava. I am. I live on Mercer Island. I'm Jewish, and I'm in BBYL, which is this amazing Jewish youth group organization with some of my best friends. I like doing yoga in my free time and I love drawing and painting and I like singing too. Just all those. Don't really play any sports though. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. It's not for all of us, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, When did you first recognize that you were struggling with your mental health? Well, when I was in fifth grade, I was diagnosed with ADD. And then from, I didn't really think that I had it. But um, my mom and my doctor, like my family, they're all like, yeah, you have it. And I like passed all these tests and like gone the medicine, but I still like didn't really think I had it. But maybe I was just in denial or something because I had always felt like it was something weird and I didn't really talk about it that much with other people. Um, But like, it's really just not something to be ashamed of because it's, I think that like one in 10 people have it. And I feel like it's just kind of a superpower too sometimes because I also have, even though it's sometimes hard for me to focus on one thing, I could also hyper focus and like focus on one thing for like a really long time and get a bunch of stuff done if I'm like in that mindset. So it's really just like, just like a special thing about me. It makes me who I am. But um, from the medicine and a lot, it happens to a lot of girls when they have ADD um, is they eventually like get OCD. And that's what happened to me because they feel really like anxious about how they feel like they're different than other people and how we feel like we're just like, because it's, you could still tell a bit, I feel like, and you could tell in yourself a lot. And so that eventually leads up to like this, the anxiety and the compulsions that OCD has. So in seventh grade, that's when that started for me. And I would find myself like, after class, every single time I got home, I would have to watch my garage door go all the way down, um, no matter what. And I would like stay out there for like the whole entire time. And then I would also um, like turn light switches on and off a couple times. I would push every single chair into their desk after my classes 
so that there's like exactly like one inch between like the little chair prongs and then the table too. And so that's just a couple. But then I eventually like went to this therapy section session with this woman. Um, and then she was like, oh, all you have to do is just not do them. You just have to com- break the compulsion cycle because OCD is like a cycle. It's the anxiety and the compulsion to re- relieve that anxiety. And then it just like goes over again. And so I just, I guess I was just really strong-willed and it's also harder for a lot of other people too. Um, don't get me wrong, but I like, I knew that they're irrational. So I was able to just like not do it. And then it just, the cycle just totally ended. Wow. Well, yeah. I know that's hard for some people. I mean, I've gone to therapy too before and they're like, just don't do that. And I'm like, oh, it's way easier said than done. Um, yeah it is it is really hard right when you like have to try but then like you just have to push through those like first few times and then it gets a lot better yeah awesome then um so I didn't have those compulsions for a really long time but then later in quarantine this um last year actually I started getting um the obsessive thoughts part of OCD and I didn't really know what it was at first cuz I just thought of co- OCD as a compulsions and I wasn't having any of those and so I was having like a bunch of obsessive thoughts about a lot of different things about like um a lot of things that gave me anxiety and stuff so it was like really difficult to just go throughout the day with my thoughts like cycling over and over in the same like anxiety like ridden pattern And so I like went to a therapist for that again. And then she was just like, um, or actually I didn't even go to a therapist. I went to a therapist a little bit after that. And she just told me the same thing, but I eventually stopped going to her because I felt like, I don't know. I just felt like I like figured it out on my own and just like realizing that it was OCD just really, really helps me to just stop it. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm feeling good. Yeah. And with quarantine too, like going to a therapist, like I'm, I assume you're online. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I did the same. So I can relate to that. It's just, I, and I didn't work. It didn't work for me either because I was like, yeah. I, you don't feel that like actual connection that you really need to have with a therapist. Yeah. I totally agree. So I, I think that's, it's really hard. And I think at some point you're like, Oh, I just need to figure this out on my own. And so I, I ended up doing the same thing as you just kind of stopped going to her. And then I feel like I kind of figured out what I was going through, like on my own, but it's really Mm -hmm. big thing to like, be able to accept that, that like you are also able to, you know, figure it out on your own. Cause that's something that a lot of people don't understand about themselves is that, you know, you can go through this, but it's not always going to be like a, a medicine or a person who really helps you. It's kind of like, helping yourself and that's like a big thing behind the name of the podcast fight for you is that like really at the end of the day you're the only one that can change your you know cycle and structure and everything so mm-hmm. that's I think that's a really good point to make um and so you mentioned to me that spirituality has had a big effect on the way you look at the world can you tell us a little bit about this and like how you discovered it so I've always been pretty spiritual ever since I was younger like I would always like I feel like um so there's like different like terms like for like spirituality and stuff and one of them is like an empath and I know like a lot of my friends are empaths because like we like attract each other but honestly like it's people with a more um like sensitive um feelings towards others and like energy honestly 
Mm-hmm. And so basically I like know, like I just am very sensitive to energy, whether it's from like others or like around me. And I could just like, like for my room, ah, this is hard to talk about, but um, just because it's hard to put it in words, but basically um, that time. And I was just really fascinated by crystals too. Um, and I would um, look them up all the time. I would look at pictures of them. I thought that they were so gorgeous, so cool, how they had all the effects. And I'm another thing that I just think that is really cool is like Eastern medicine and the Eastern traditions. And it's they've just been around for so long. And it's different than like the Western traditions um, or like um, medicine and the traditions because it's like thousands of years older than that. It's been around for so long. It uses like the earth, natural elements to heal people and help them, which I just find so literally so cool. And so crystals are part of that tradition and they've like studied them for years, used them in their religion. And you just never really know what's like true or not, because I mean, you can't prove it yourself. Like, how do you know? And I don't necessarily know if they work or not, but they do work for me, honestly. And, you know, it's just fun to believe what you want to believe. There's no point in not. It makes life more fun. It makes life more spicy, which I think is really fun. So I have a couple in my room. They just, I pick the ones on purpose. Like I have rose quartz in there to spread love throughout the room for like people, um, for like my friends that come in and talk to me. And then I have others like um, rose angel or a rose quartz, which just help us more self-love. And I keep that that by like my makeup stand place. I have black tourmaline to help with like, and to help with like radiation from my computer because it actually like absorbs the, the radiation. It's like scientifically proven that part. And it also helps absorb like negative energy as well. And sometimes it breaks if it absorbs too much. Yeah, which is like mind blowing. I feel like (laughs) like in fights, it will with like different people sometimes. And I have like, um, I have a couple others that just like speak to me and stuff. But I think it's just like a really cool way to just look at the world um, in that different perspective and just um, have those good vibes around you, you know? Yeah. Do you think this has helped or hurt your mental health? Probably helped, right? I think that it's definitely, definitely helped it. Like having the crystals around me make me feel really, um, and also just learning about it. It just gives me this like new purpose in life, kind of like this. It makes life feel more fun. It makes life feel more just not just every day, you know, it makes it feel like there's more to it, like more to the universe, more to just living. And it makes me feel like all you really have to do in life is just spread as much light and love into the world as you can. And that's what I try to do. Well, I love that. Well, thank you for sharing about that, um, the crystals and everything. It's super interesting. And I think a lot of people can also relate that, you know, use them or like are trying to get into it. Um, But you mentioned to me that both of your parents are doctors. Do you think this has led to you feeling a lot of pressure to succeed or overachieve? I feel like I love how both of them are doctors because I learned so much of them and I'm really interested in the human body and stuff. And I really want to be a doctor one day. And um, that's really not what they push on me, but they do push me to work hard in school, achieve the best that I can. And sometimes that does feel like a lot of pressure, but I know that that's what they had to do to get where they were. And so 
I listen. I want enough opportunity for me as I can. And so I just try the best that I can and then I'll see where it goes. But sometimes it does feel very stressful. Yeah. But it does for almost everyone. I feel like when they're at school this time. Yeah, for sure. I'm and that's that kind of leads into my next question that um, being a te- teenager right now is just not easy uh, with everything going on. How has social media in the pandemic affected your mental health? Well, I feel like at first in the pandemic, I, pandemic, I was like grinding. I was like working out every single day. Um, I was like doing homework, reading. I felt good during that because I was just like, I'm just going to take this time to work on myself, you know, but then, you know, that went away. And something like amazing that did come out of the pandemic though, was that I like met my boyfriend, which is amazing. He's now like a really big part of my life. And so I would (laughs) have, yeah, Joe. And so I never would have been able to, I feel like, because I was going to go to Israel for a quarter of the year, but then that got canceled. And then I met Joe like a little bit after that. And so I know that like I wouldn't have met Joe if it weren't for um, the pandemic. And I'm really grateful that he's now in my life too. Because he's like, I think that he's been like the biggest help to me over quarantine, honestly, just having someone to like go through it with you and someone to just like, yeah, it really is. And like, even just besides your family, like whether it's your, like, I've also had my best friends too. Sadie and Lily like that I'm so lucky um to be able to do it with um so yeah like those three people have helped me so much during this and so so have my family too I've gotten so much closer with my younger sister Ginger and my brother Quincy yeah but something that just destroyed me for a while like was that my other best friend Laura she moved to Australia because of the pandemic Yeah, because they were doing much better with it. And she's an Australian citizen. And she was going to move there with her family after she graduated high school, but they just did it during quarantine. And so that was really difficult for my friends and I. Yeah, especially just kind of like all this stuff was happening and just it was all unexpected and you know, mm-hmm. we didn't really see where it was going. And just having these little things that pop up along the way can make it a lot harder. Um, yeah. But as you just said, you have like an amazing support system and um, that's really important to like be able to get through these certain things. And that kind of leads to um, my next question that I was going to ask was, do you feel that your friends understand mental health and support you? But from what you just said, I'm going to assume yes. But if you want to elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, they definitely, definitely do. Like whenever I feel like I'm having a problem, I'll talk to them or my parents but honestly, my friends are like where I first go to because it just is easier to relate. And um, we all have our own struggles too as teenagers. So I think that it's really important to be able to be vulnerable with your friends because it, it does really, really help um, me to like move through my problems and escape them. Yeah, it's really important. And, uh, you know, the pandemic impacted a lot. You know, we were juniors in high school and, you know, that's a big year. Um testing and you know just kind of enjoying life and you know before going into senior year and having those real life commitments that we're soon to make and so um I was going to ask you were there things that you felt like you were going to miss during the pandemic that you thought would really affect you by missing them 
Yeah, it was um, my Israel trip because I was I was so excited to be able to go and study school there and travel around the country. And I was also excited for this thing called OGA too with all of my camp friends that we were going to do. And it was backpacking around like pretty much the whole um, like Pacific Northwest area. Wow. So both of those two things got canceled, but I don't really... I don't mind because I knew I know that a lot of other things came out for me during quarantine and I like I know that I've had so much more time to learn about the things that I never really had enough time to learn about before and I met people that I wouldn't have had the chance to meet before I learned more about myself and so I just think that it's just the way life rolls and I'm gonna go to Israel soon um, later this month for three weeks in the summer so I'm still going to go to that and I'm still going to see my camp friends again soon. So I know that everything will play out eventually and be back to normal, but. And that's really nice to hear that you have like such a good attitude about it because there's definitely like those things are hard. And like, I I even had things that got canceled and I was super, I had a super negative attitude towards them, but you know, I agree with you. Like that's just kind of the way that life plays out and the way that you have like accepted it is really really important um so do you think that your how has your life changed for the better with the pandemic um it's changed for the better with the things that I've been able to learn about myself the things I've been able to like spend my time learning about with like the world and more about like the human body just getting even more interested to interested in it I've gotten, I've really, my sister and I's connection, like, just totally, like, blossomed. Like, she's, like, one of my best friends right now. Like, I'm just my um, relationship with my family, just, it's just so much better overall. And so, yeah, I don't think it would have been the same, like, the exact same if it wasn't for what happened. How do you continue to grow and change from your past? Just learning more about myself, honestly, just as much as I can. What I would like, even like the darker parts are important to learn about. And it just like really helps you just grow, move past them. Like think of the person that you want to be and like what you like want to be, um, like what you think that the best that you can be is and then move towards that just with whatever you can do. Just be the person that you want to be, you know, I think that's just and it's you can be patient with it, too, but you'll get there. Yeah. And where do you go when you reach a low or what do you do? Um, honestly, just like (laughs) lately, I haven't really reached much lows. I've been pretty happy, but, um, there has been some times where I'm like really, really sad about different situations. I'll just take some deep breaths. Maybe I'll do like some yoga or something to just like, get like a better head, like head space. And I'll like hold a crystal or something at like the specific chakra and it really like the feeling of it really really helps me to feel a lot more calm like right away yeah I love love some tea you know yeah I love that or just cry it out that always feels really good I think yeah crying it out is always good but it's, it's really refreshing to hear how like positive you are about certain situations and you know where where you've been and where you're going, because I don't think people get enough recognition for, you know, going through certain things and coming out stronger and, you know, accepting them because there's a lot of things that happen in life, especially being like a high school girl, teenager, it was really hard. Um, And so, yeah, my next question for you is what are some aspirations for your future? 
and how do you plan to reach them? So some aspirations for my future are like that I want to go into a good college with, and basically I just want to go to a college where there's kind people and good opportunities for me. Those are just like my two um, things that I want to college. And I want to, I'm hoping to be maybe a plastic surgeon one day that helps like babies with deformities, such as cleft palates or something to make them, or to make anyone just feel happier with themselves and more confident. Cause I think that that's like actually really important. And maybe um, a pediatrician, but my dad really wants me to be a plastic surgeon because he knows how much I love art and medicine. And I feel like it'd be amazing to have the two combined. Yeah. And I I really agree with him. (laughs) So it's just a lot of school, but you know, I also want to have a family one day and kids and I just want to be like happy and healthy in my life. Yeah. Don't we all? (laughs) Yeah. Like that's, it's really like, a good thing that you like know where you want to do and where you want to go um because of course I I do always have some like doubts about it though but you know I think it's good to just I ever since I was like young I'd always like just dream about what my career was going to be so I just spent like a lot of time thinking about it you know really important because you know you're you're never gonna you like you go where you know the most about and where you feel the most comfortable about and you have so much research and so much knowledge about it that you know, at the end of the day, that's what's going to feel right. And that's super, super important. Um, who is someone that inspires you and why? Someone that inspires me is probably, um, it's like a lot of different people, but if I had to choose one, it would probably be my grandma because she's like always told me from a young age, like, it doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how pretty you are. It just matters how kind you are. And I think that that's so important because being kind just like makes you feel this like like whenever I do something kind for others it just like could feel this like energy inside of me just like this like love I could just and I'm whenever someone does something kind for me I feel that same so I just think that that's just such a beautiful just high vibration that you can give to others and it really just opens up the most opportunities for you in your life just being kind to others others will be kind to you back sometimes you know and I think that it just, you know, you'll be happy with your life if you know that you always did the right thing and the kind thing, you know? Yeah. You mentioned to me that um, you struggle, you struggled with confidence a little bit. Mm -hmm. How have you helped yourself? And we also talked, you know, you and I about how now you're working to, you know, encourage and support that in your family and friends, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, Basically, so you know that time, like in a girl's life, it's sometimes it's around like middle school, sometimes it's like late elementary school or like early high school, where it's just they're in that that, that kind of awkward stage where they're about to have like a growth spurt or something, or and then they like get a little bit pudgy at certain places, but it's just like extra storage, and then you like eventually everyone grows out of it pretty much and it balances out more. But like during that time. I was feeling like very just like not confident in myself at all. And also my medicine when I was younger, the like a side effect of ADD medication is that it could cause um, like it could make it difficult to gain weight and it could also make you rapidly lose weight because it decreases your appetite. And so that's like what happened to me kind of in like late middle school. And then I just in early middle school. So I just got used to just being like, really, really tiny. 
And then all of a sudden, when I like went off my medicine for a bit, because I, um, it was like the summertime and stuff like that. I just like, was like, ah, food. Yes. Amazing. Like it just, so I just ate, ate and ate so, so, so much, which was like, fine. It was good that I got that because uh, like, and my parents were encouraging of it too, because they knew that like, I needed that, those nutrients that I hadn't had like before, but that just caused me to have like, to just look totally different to myself. I didn't know, like, uh, just like the person saying to me in the mirror, I just wasn't used to it anymore. And so that kind of just caused a bit of like disordered eating in me, I think, where I would just count calories and I would just always be thinking about it. I wouldn't eat as much as I should. And then I would like eat a lot at night. Just, it was just not good. And I, and it was the same with some of like the people that I knew too, um, in like early high school, like late middle school, like it's just a problem in so many girls that I feel like girls don't really talk about because I mean, it's a really, really difficult thing to, um, share, you know, it's like, so this is my first time opening up about, up about that, like so publicly, but you know, I think that it's important too, because it's just, I didn't like how I looked, um, when that was happening to me either. And so now it's just ever since like, early last year I've just been like really thinking about it and just like I need to let my body have the nutrients it needs I'm just overeating at some points like I'm not noticing anything better I'm like I feel like I feel worse about myself and I don't want like the biggest thing was I just don't want my sister to like see that and do that to herself and so I was like okay I want to be a good role model for my sister I want her to see what it's like um to eat healthy and feel good about her body and not to think that much about food you know so that's like what really helped me to just like get out of that like part of my life, you know, and just like eat. So now I just try to eat what's healthy, what makes me feel good inside. And I eat, do eat fast food sometimes too. Um, and sometimes I do find myself feeling like a bit guilty about what I eat, but I always try to remind myself that I'm just like nourishing my body. It's fine. I'll, I can always like eat healthier and eat better too and not less, but just like healthy options that make me feel better and not like, like make my head hurt or something, you know? Yeah. So just that. And I really applaud you for opening up about it. I, it's not something easy. And I've, I've had a lot of conversations with girls our age that feel the exact same way, but want to talk about it, but are scared to talk about it or mm-hmm. you know, how people are going to feel about them or think about them. And, you know, I felt the same when I started the podcast, I was like, what are people going to think of me and you know what are you know and i i understand that and it's a really real thing that a lot of people don't either mm-hmm. accept or acknowledge um two really opposite things that are really big in our community um that a lot of people are struggling with and i yeah. think that has a lot to do with social media is we look at all of these um standards that aren't possible and all of these ideas and forms of working out, eating, wearing what, whatever. Yeah. There's all of these ideas, you know, on us kids who, you know, aren't that old. Mm-hmm. We, we act old and we, we're almost adults, but we're really not that old. And, you know, we're, our bodies are still growing. And I mean, I feel the same about you, like the same with you. Like I still am not super confident in my body, but I'm understanding that like I have to nourish myself and, you know, take care of my body. And I think that's like 
a really hard thing to accept. And it's been super hard for me to accept also because, you know, we want to look a certain way that people want us to look. Mm-hmm. And, or you want to look the same way as all your friends. And there's so many standards that I could go on and on about and, you know, so many emotions and thoughts that go into it. And the really real thing and the only thing that really matters about it is that, you know, at some point we can get to a point where we accept ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're the only person who can do that, which is a really yeah. thing to accept in the moment. I'm sure you felt the same is that, you know, we are doing this for someone else, which is not true. You know, at the end of the day, we're doing it for ourselves. And mm-hmm. I try to remind myself that at the end of the day, it's just me and myself. And if I'm trying to please everybody else, am I pleasing myself? And at the end of the day, if I'm going to be doing all these things for other people, am I going to feel good in my own body at the end of the day? And you yeah. have to accept, like, what am I going to have to do to get to these standards? Or am I going to have to eat healthy or work out or whatever it is? Each of us are different. And I think that's also a hard thing to accept is there might be someone who's like super athletic or whatever in their genes or whatever. There's so many things that just apart from all these different people, but, you know, every individual can pick apart all of these ideas and all of these just structure. The structure of it is just really not correct. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like the subject is just like very taboo too. And it's like, it's just hard how it's like that because I feel like there's so many girls have to just secretly struggle with it just like inside of their own like mind and just so painful, you know, like it's important to just like let it out, whether it's to your closest friend, like to your parents. Yeah. And it's, it's even a, that's the first step. Yeah. And it's such a, a painful thing. Like you said, you know, struggling in silence is something mm-hmm. so common these days. Yeah. yeah. This is why I applaud you for talking about it because I will promise you that you're inspiring someone else right now who's listening to us that, you know, they can talk about it and, you know, that they might have been in the same position, whether it's whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact that like you're here and you've made the effort to come on here and talk about it to people you might not even know and to people that are your friends, but you don't talk to it about to your parents, to anybody who's hearing this, it's inspiring to hear a 17-year-old girl talk about things that they go through that, you know, we are put in a society that we can't talk about it and that we shouldn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's really yeah, important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really, really applaud you for that. <laughs> Um, what would you want family and friends to know about how to best support a loved one struggling to find their true self? Um, I think just giving them room to find it for themselves, honestly, and just being kind to them, like realize that everyone's just like a soul, just like trying their hardest in life. You know, everyone just like, like people usually have like good intentions for others. So it's important to just support the people in your family, especially and just what they love to do, help them um, follow their passions, their highest dreams, just give them that extra support, and just let them know that like you love them no matter what, and just they'll eventually um, find it over time themselves, but just got to let them have that room to grow, I think. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Are there any resources that you've used throughout your um, 
journey at all that you have maybe gone to or just anything? Um, probably like my crystals a lot. Okay. Yeah. Like, you say that. I think that they're so cool and fun. Um, art is something that I love doing and that always makes me feel more calm. And then a weird thing is logic puzzles. Like whenever I feel really, really stressed, I like print out a ton of logic puzzles from like Puzzle Baron and then I'll just like fill in all, like do all of them. And I just, I don't know why I like it so much, but I love yeah, that. <laughs> we all have our own, our own way, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you proud of how far you've come and was it worth it? I am proud of how far I've come. And then I'm proud of how I'm still like working on growing too. And I think that, yes, it was worth it. Like I'm so much better than I was. I feel like last year I've grown so much more. And so I'm just, I'm really proud of myself. I feel like I've, um, I've just, I've worked through a lot of stuff, like just by myself, you know, and I'm just proud that I am who I am. And I know I just like myself a lot. I feel like I'm a cool gal. So you are a cool gal. <laughs> Thank you. And then lastly, you mentioned you're very into horoscopes. Yes. You want to talk to me about this and maybe pull up my chart or talk to me about it or whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to do like the big three because those are just the main ones. Okay. So I have yours right here. Okay. So your son is in Aries. So your son is, represents like your ego and how you think of yourself and how um, like others think of like your core that like know you like your friends and your family and stuff. Okay. And so Aries, oftentimes they're super fun. They're super fiery. They're a fire sign and they can be a bit impulsive sometimes, but it's like, it's just part of their personality. They're just fun, you know, spontaneous. Yeah. Um, they stand up for the ones that they love when like they see that they're like in the wrong because they're like very confident in themselves and they're willing to just like fire back at people because that's what Aries are they're like they're the ram you know Mm -hmm. um and then your moon is in Taurus so that kind of represents the moon represents your like inner self and your emotional self so that's what you may truly think of yourself as or the people really 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 close to you that you're willing to be vulnerable with and so the moon in Taurus kind of means that you're very strong-willed, like your emotional self is very strong-willed. It's very down to earth mm-hmm. because Taurus is like a major earth sign. And you're also very trusting. So you like have trust within your emotions and you have trust within others. So it just, you know, it's a good one to have. I think it's very stable. It's very good. Yeah, that's super cool. And then your rising, which is like the mask that you have to others and like what you seem to others as like when they first meet you or don't know you that well, or when you're just like being yourself around people that you first meet and stuff is Gemini, which is really cool. So that means that you come off to others as being very like spontaneous, very fun, kind of like you have like different personalities sometimes, like you're very like subject to like change in the way that you act but you're like very fun very spontaneous too Mm -hmm. so yeah you have fire earth and air in your big three which is cool (laughs) yeah what what um what's it called what what am I like compatible with you know how they do those like compatibility things 
So Aries are very compatible with, I know that you're compatible with Scorpios, which I am because my best friend, Lara was um, an Aries and we super good, super compatible. Um, Your Aries are compatible with Gemini's too. They all like to, you know, have fun, very like um, a cool, spontaneous, but too, both spontaneous signs. And um, Aries are also compatible with um, Sagittarius, Leo, other fire signs. And um, since you have like a moon in Taurus, you're compatible with other like um, moons that are like in earth signs too, because you can just relate to each other more. So somebody with like a Capricorn moon, a Taurus moon, or a Virgo moon, you could like have a lot of like really deep connections with because you kind of understand how each other feel. And for your rising sign, that means that you probably have like instant um, instant chemistry with somebody who's also a Gemini rising because you can just both see that like within yourselves. And my boyfriend and I are both um, Capricorn rising. And I feel like that's like very true for us. Like, it's just like, you can just like feel it right away, you know? Gosh, that's so cool. I know. It's all super cool. And I don't know if they're real or not, but like, I feel like it's just, I've like seen a lot of people's charts in mine and I feel like it's just so like insanely like true, you know, maybe it's just a psychological phenomenon, but like, it really is like so weirdly accurate. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with me. It's super cool. Mm -hmm. I think other people will like actually understand it, which I think is like a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. And you can just pull up your own um, uh, astrology chart too, like for free and read about it on I, for hers, I did cafe astrology. So you just put in like your birth time, that's for your rising time. And it should be exact because it's in like a two hour window. Um, And then your birth date, where you were born, just all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. I can put, will you send me a few websites and I can put them in the description? Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, thank you so much, Ava, for joining me today. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to share? Um, no, I feel like we covered a lot, you know? Yeah, we totally did. And I I really, again, applaud you for coming on. I think it's really important. I'm really happy that you wanted to be here and that you are here and that you are making the steps in the right direction to, you know, help spread this amazing mission that, you know, mental health is, you know, it's important and we can Mm -hmm. talk about it and it's not a bad thing. Oh, thank you. And I also wanted to like say a big thank you to you too for like giving me the opportunity to be on your podcast and for like just a really safe outlet to just be able to talk to, you know, I feel like you're just, it's so cool how you're doing this. And I'm, I know that you're helping a lot of others know that they're not alone in this world, like breaking the stigma, you know, we love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so, thank, you, thank you so much. Yeah, Thank you so much, Ava, for joining me today. Your story is powerful. You are heard, seen, and understood. Thank you for using your voice to take one step in the right direction. Follow Fight For You for next week's episode. Make sure to like this and share it with a friend. And I'm so happy you're here. This is Fight For You Podcast.